It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. And if you're looking for a place to make some online wagers, it's all about betonline.ag, and it's all about the promo code PODCAST1 for several different reasons. Number one, you get a 50% sign-up bonus. So the college bowls are here. There's a game on every night. If you like to make those games a little more interesting, go to betonline.ag, use the promo code PODCAST1, or like this weekend, I will be on Saturday in New England. As the Patriots take on the Bills, you want to bet on some of these standalone Saturday games, you can do so. Again, though, the place to do it is betonline.ag with the promo code PODCAST1, your online sportsbook experts. And if I win the PODCAST1 Sportsnet Challenge yet again, you may get $100 in your account if you reply to my tweet, at Ross Tucker NFL. He is at... FG underscore Dolan, and my first guess in terms of FG is that Dolan is the best. We already know that. He has been, Joe, you have been unbelievable on this show all year long, and we will continue to finish strong. We're with you guys all year long. We don't leave. We're still here. Week 17 DFS, playoff DFS. We ain't... uh, Aren't going nowhere. Aren't. We ain't going nowhere. We can't be stopped now because we're the fantasy feast for life. Yes. Let's do it. All right, Joe. We'll start episode number two with a little West Coast ball, the Raiders at the Chargers. Hey, big, big, big dominant performance last week uh, for uh, Minnesota against the Chargers. It was just a bad game. And Phillip Rivers, after looking pretty good for a couple of weeks, really – Well, it it really caught up to him. Uh, Three interceptions. He was just floating the ball down the field. I'm not really sure what the hell he was doing. And then Melvin Gordon fumbled twice. Uh, Really just a bad showing. However, against a Raiders team that has been officially eliminated from the playoffs, they closed the black hole with a terrible loss to the Jaguars. I am starting everybody. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, obviously Eckler and Gordon. Uh, Allen and Williams are going to be in my top 25 at wide receiver. Henry, despite the bad game last week, just two catches and a fumble. I am putting him back in my lineup against the Raiders. And the backs, I think you still have to roll with them, even though I might feel a little bit better about Eckler this week uh, because of Melvin Gordon's fumble troubles. I am playing all those guys against Oakland. Um, I think the Chargers rebound a little bit here, even though these are two teams drawing dead, nothing to play for on either side. And then what about on the Raiders' side? Yeah, um, Josh Jacobs, you kind of got to roll with them. They they said they're not shutting him down. He had over 100 yards from scrimmage. I'm going with what worked. I am playing Josh Jacobs. I am playing Darren Waller for obvious reasons. And Tyrell Williams, I think, is a wide receiver four. This is a really simple fantasy team right now. All in all, the Raiders just don't have a lot of weapons. Just keep an eye on Josh Jacobs' status throughout the week. Lions at the Broncos. While we are recording this, Joe, 10 minutes ago, the Lions announced Bob Quinn, Matt Patricia, both will return next year. 
the question becomes, how long can you go keeping a mediocre coach, but also flip, flip side, how long does it take for something like this to be turned around? The Lions were dead in the water as soon as Matthew Stafford got hurt. Now, I think, I think they had lost some close games before then, but Stafford was playing really, really good football. They go to Driscoll, who I think could have kept them afloat a couple more weeks. He gets hurt. David Blau doesn't have it. So, I, I mean, I understand it. This is actually a pretty talented roster. They lost Carrion Johnson early in the year, and there is the one thing that I think is interesting about this game. Carrion Johnson's eligible to come off of IR. I wouldn't be shocked if he's going to be in some lineups in Week 16. Um, they had the, the the youngster Hills from Slippery Rocks scoring two touchdowns for them last week, but uh, I mean, Carrion Johnson is somebody I'd consider. Uh, the only other guys you can really look at, though. Kenny, Kenny Galladay is going to get the shadow coverage of Chris Harris, which I don't love. Um, although the Broncos have struggled, I, I would still play uh, Galladay as a wide receiver three. And Danny Amendola, who went for over 100 yards last week for the Lions from David Blau. So I think those two guys are w worth considering. I consider Carrion Johnson a low-end RB3. Uh, not a fantasy team I'm really looking to invest a ton in here in Week 16 with David Blau at quarterback. It's really not pretty for them. What about on the other side for the Broncos? Do you, how much do you take, if anything, from the snow game? Uh, not really a whole lot. I, I thought it was good that um, that Drew Locke played in some adversity, but that's a tough spot. On the road, in a driving snow, I don't know how much you can really take away from that. What I do know is that the Lions can't cover anybody right now. Um, Darius Slay has been banged up. They give up the three touchdowns to Brashad Perriman, so I am throwing Cortland Sutton back into my lineup. I love Sutton this week as a wide receiver too. Uh, Philip Lindsay, he's a flex option. I really do not like this backfield at all. I think Royce Freeman has been more of a wrench than anything else. Not somebody that I'm terribly excited about um, is Philip Lindsay. And you have to keep an eye on the status of Noah Fant, who's been dealing with, I think, a hip, a foot, a, he hurt his shoulder last week. He's somebody I want to play against the Lions if I can uh, as a low-end tight end one. But you have to keep an eye on his status this week. He's banged up, and they might shut him down and get him ready for the offseason. So for the Broncos, really the only guy I feel great about is Cortland Sutton. Cardinals are at the Seahawks. Looking forward to your breakdown of this one. Well, uh, how about the Drake? Uh, Kenyon Drake, four touchdowns last week, and... Look, he was a guy we were ranking as kind of a low-end RB2, high-end RB3. He hadn't been getting it done. But the Seahawks have had problems mostly in the passing game. But I'd kind of consider Kenyon Drake this week. I, I think given what he did, he established himself as the lead back. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey went off against the Seahawks last week. Christian McCaffrey goes off against everybody. But they gave up catches to McCaffrey. They gave up rushing touchdowns to him. They're, they're a little bit banged up defensively. Um, I honestly think that uh, that Kenyon Drake is going to be on the RB2 radar for me. So I, I like Kenyon Drake this week. For the Cardinals, I think Kyler Murray is a high-end QB2. One thing that was really good to see from Murray against the Browns last week was that he was back to running. Eight for 56 on the ground. Um, he threw the touchdown pass that he didn't really need to do a whole lot. It was to Dan Arnold, by the way. Is he an Ivy League guy, Ross? He's not, but he sounds like one. He's a, yeah, I know. He's a... Uh... Yeah, he's not. He's one of those, uh, yeah, he's like one of those number three big white tight ends that I just presume went to the Ivy League now because all of them did. Um, the, the the Seth DeValves of the world. But uh, he's, uh, now he caught a touchdown pass last week. Um, the guy I can, I'm considering besides Drake and Murray, 
Christian Kirk. He had five targets last week. He had 28 yards receiving. This is a far better matchup than he had on the perimeter last week against Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams and company. Seattle's secondary is exploitable. I actually think Christian Kirk can, can I don't want to say go off in this matchup, but I do believe Christian Kirk can have a good, solid game that rewards you for playing him here against Seattle. So I think uh, with, the, with the Cardinals probably needing to score points, I think they'll be throwing. Kirk did have just four for 37 against Seattle earlier this year, but these are different teams at this point. I am okay rolling with Christian Kirk. The guy I, I just really I, I'm struggling with is Larry Fitzgerald. Um, Larry Fitzgerald has been under what 60 receiving yards now in eight of his last nine games. It, he hasn't. He's only scored once in that span. He's just a wide receiver four at this point. The the Cardinals really are not a very good fantasy team. That's interesting. All right, what about the other side for the Seahawks? I mean, they're going to pound Chris Carson. We know they're going to pound Chris Carson. It's obvious they're going to pound Chris Carson. Uh, the one thing that I would worry about is if I had DK Metcalf, because DK Metcalf is going to be the primary perimeter receiver, and that's where Patrick Peterson roams. And, you know, Peterson really hadn't been that shutdown guy until last week, but he shut down Odell Beckham last week. And maybe that's a symptom of the Browns just stinking, but but uh, that was vintage Patrick Peterson last week. So I would worry about DK Metcalf. I'm going to put him as a low-end wide receiver three. But because of that... I'm going to upgrade Tyler Lockett, who finally came back alive with eight for 120 and a touchdown last week uh, against Carolina. I'm upgrading him to a wide receiver one against the slot coverage of uh, Arizona. They had recently released their slot corner, so it just goes to show you that they have not been very fond of it. I know what happened with Jarvis Landry, but I think that one we can much more chalk up to the Browns being a mess. So Tyler Lockett, wide receiver one. DK Metcalf, remember, Josh Gordon suspended again. Low-end wide receiver three. Chris Carson is a hammer RB1. And I think Russell Wilson is a solid QB1. Would like to see him run more. But he threw the ball very efficiently against Carolina. 20 of 26. Uh, threw for two touchdowns. Would like to see him run more. But I think he's a solid QB1 during this matchup with Arizona. It's the Eagles. It's the Cowboys. And I need to know what you got on this huge game for those two teams. I have zero confidence in either of these teams, which makes it so hard to break down from a fantasy perspective because I just, like, I, I think both of them have shown they can beat anybody and they can lose to anybody, and especially the Eagles. The Eagles have shown they can lose to anybody, but the Cowboys, I mean, they've lost to the Jets. They've lost some bad games too. So uh, here, is, here is the thing that I'm, I'm most confident in. I am most confident that... Dallas's passing game will have success because the Eagles just blow coverages every week. Ronald Darby's banged up. Jalen Mills, I like, but he can't run. Um, it's it's uh, it's a tough matchup for them, and I think the Cowboys receivers are going to want to try to get back on track, given how badly they struggled last week. I'm talking Cobb and uh, uh, well, Cobb struggled too, but Cooper and Gallup. Both struggled badly. They each had only one catch against the Rams. I'm predicting bounce-back games for both Cooper and Gallup. I'd rank Cooper as a wide receiver one and Gallup as a wide receiver two. Ergo, I think Dak Prescott, you got to roll with him this week. The Philadelphia made Dwayne Haskins look like Dan Marino last week. So they are at home. 
They're better at home, but just keep in mind, you know, Dak Prescott provides a much bigger challenge than, say, Eli Manning did two weeks ago. And they still gave up points to Eli in the first half. So I'm, I'm going with Dak Prescott as a QB1, and you're obviously playing Zeke each and every week. Um, even though the Eagles' run defense has been good, Zeke has phenomenal numbers in his career against the Eagles. You are starting him. I, I, I feel more confident in Dallas's offense. Doesn't mean they can't lay an egg, but I just think they are strong at the positions where the Eagles are the weakest. On the other side, what about the Eagles? You got Malcolm Sanders. What else? Uh, uh, My- Miles Sanders was massive Miles last Sanders, week. Miles Sanders, gosh. Yeah, I mean, he's a league winner. Uh, he's been he's really emerged. As a matter of fact, um, I-, I saw the stat. He is officially the most successful rookie in Eagles history in terms of yards from scrimmage. Uh, that 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 beats that beats any running back. Beats LaShawn McCoy. It beats Brian Westbrook. It beats Deshaun Jackson. Any of these rookies that the Eagles have had in recent years tells you what kind of year he's had. You have to start him. He's a borderline RB one right now. We'll see about um, Jordan Howard's status. That would affect Boston Scott's status as a flex worthy option. The only wide receiver from Philadelphia you can play at this point is Greg Ward, and. I am stunned how these Eagles, who have had wide receiver problems all year, even when guys were healthy, which hasn't been much of the year, but even when Aguilar and Jeffrey were healthy, they didn't have anybody who could run, you know, guys were dropping passes. They had this guy Ward in their building all season long, and they didn't know what he could do. Carson Wentz has thrown him 18 targets the last two weeks, so Wentz trusts him. He caught the game-winning touchdown pass. Ortega Whiteside's out there running into people. Uh, so I don't know what the Eagles scouting looks like at wide receiver, but they need to completely tear it down and rebuild it because they missed on Ortega Whiteside for now. For now, he is a rookie. Um, they they completely misevaluated the position in-house. So I don't know what's going on, but Greg Ward, to, to get back to the point, is a wide receiver three-worthy play because Wentz throws him the ball. You're obviously playing Zach Ertz. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Dallas Goddard has consistently been a low-end tight end one you can consider. Made a spectacular catch at the end of that game. And that's something we've been asking for all year. The Eagles need some receivers to make plays for their quarterback. Goddard made one for his quarterback. Ward made one for his quarterback. Miles Sanders made one for his quarterback. And it's the young guys who are stepping up for Philadelphia. So those are the guys I'm considering. I consider Carson Wentz a um, high-end QB2 because I still don't love the supporting cast around him. And we need to see about Lane Johnson, the right tackle status. The Eagles are shorthanded. They're running on fumes. But finally, Greg Ward, they got a young receiver who's given them a little bit of life. And and that's a good thing for Carson Wentz. Um, the night game. It's the Chiefs and the Bears. What do you got that mm. one? Oh, boy, this is going to be a, a pretty fun one for fantasy purposes. Let's start with the Bears. They're at home. Don't love David Montgomery in a potentially high-scoring game, although the Chiefs have had a bad run defense. I think Montgomery's probably a high-end flex. I would consider the same for Tariq Cohen, who's seeing a lot of targets the the last few weeks. So Tariq Cohen, I would consider a high-end flex. Where I'm focusing for for Chicago, I have both Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller in a championship, and I think I'm going to play them both. Because I think this could be a high-scoring game. I love what I see from Anthony Miller. I mean, this guy has been utterly fantastic. How about 15 targets last week against Green Bay? He goes for 9-118 and a touchdown. I am playing him over Odell Beckham Jr. in a championship round without hesitation. 
That's where I'm at with Beckham, but that's where I'm at with Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller has topped 10 targets in three of his last five games. He's topped nine targets in four of his last five games. And in the game where he didn't get nine targets, he scored a touchdown. So he has been a fantasy stud over the last five weeks. It's coincided with Mitchell Trubisky's numbers getting better. It's coincided with Trubisky getting more confident. And honestly, I know he threw the two picks last week, but he's running a little bit more. Mitchell Trubisky isn't a bad stream-worthy quarterback. If you're really concerned about your position, I don't know who you might be playing. Say say maybe you've had Tom Brady, and you're like, man, I just can't trust him. I'd actually play Trubisky over Tom Brady this week against Kansas City. You know, Kansas City's defense has been playing better than people think, but I do think Chicago's going to have to try to score points, and that's why I'm actually okay in investing in their passing game on Sunday night against Kansas City. Wow, okay. What about for the Chiefs on the other side? Well, the Chiefs have become a really well-defined fantasy team because there's only a few guys you can consider. Travis Kelsey, you play without question. Tyreek Hill, you play without question. Patrick Mahomes, you play without question. Then my question becomes, who else do you consider? They're telling you what they think of their backfield. They pulled Spencer Ware off the couch, and he's led their backfield in snaps the last two weeks. So they don't trust LaShawn McCoy, who can't be in your lineup. They don't trust Darwin Thompson, who can't be in your lineup. Spencer Ware hasn't done anything with those snaps, so he can't be in your lineup. My question is, does Damian Williams return? And if he does, are you okay with playing him? I'd probably rank him as more of a flex. Sammy Watkins, I'm sick of this guy. He he caught a two-point conversion last week and still didn't top 10 points in a PPR. So really, I'm looking at Kelsey, Hill, and Mahomes, and maybe Damian Williams if he comes back. Fortunately for you for fantasy, Kelsey, Hill, and Mahomes, those three score a hell of a lot of fantasy points. Yeah, uh, you got that right. They were amazing in the snow. What about um, Monday night? Let's dive into it. Yeah. It's It's... Packers and the Vikings. Oh, this Packer passing offense is like pulling teeth, but I will say this. I love Devontae Adams this week. You know, the I think the secret about Minnesota secondary, you know, Xavier Rhodes has been banged up. I know Trey Waynes was banged up earlier this year. The secondary has not been very good for Minnesota. This is a team very dependent on the pass rush. I love Devontae Adams this week. I, I think he's got a shot to really win you some fantasy championships. Uh, he had a big game last week. I know he's been more of a disappointment. I think he's down in the 30s in total fantasy points scored this year. Obviously, he was hurt for a while, but I think he's got a good shot to be very, very strong uh, this week. It's a mediocre matchup for Aaron Rodgers, though, and the, the thing about Rodgers is he doesn't have any other receivers he can trust. He throws a perfect deep ball to Marquez Valdez-Scantling last week, and uh, Scantling gator-armed it. I mean, he just kind of let the ball fall. It wasn't even a drop. He just, like, pulled his hands back. Um, they have nobody else you can trust in the passing game. And the only other guy you can consider, and he's somebody you're definitely playing, is Aaron Jones. I mean, Aaron Jones, he's been very touchdown-dependent but he seems to score them in bunches. So Aaron Jones is a guy you have to play. I don't think it's a great matchup by any stretch of the imagination against Minnesota this week, but I don't know how you can look at this offense and say, man, uh, somebody outside of Aaron Jones I'm going to trust out there. Minnesota has, in fact, Ross, given up the fifth most fantasy points per game to running backs over the last five weeks. So Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, slam dunks. Aaron Rodgers, you probably have to make a call on him in your lineup. Nobody else is worth considering for the Packers. And it's kind of sad that we've gotten to that point. Hmm. Okay. And then on the other side, the Minnesota Vikings, Dalvin Cook's health status again in question. Yeah, this is the big question of the week, and, and obviously it's the last team we're talking about. But Dalvin Cook seems to think he's going to be able to play Monday night. This is, We're recording this on Tuesday. 
So if Dalvin Cook plays, I don't think you have a choice. You kind of have to play him. But you have to give yourself another option. We don't know if Alexander Madison, Dalvin Cook's backup, is going to play. He didn't play last week. So if Cook and Madison don't play, the backup will be Mike Boone, a super talented kid who's, uh, for, for those of us who play preseason DFS, we are intimately familiar with Mike Boone. Uh, the guy blows up every preseason. I don't know why he can't get carries, but he got two touchdowns last week after Cook left the game. Um, he is the guy I would be focusing on on the waiver wire if Alexander Madison is already owned. If you have both Cook and Madison, you need to pick up Mike Boone this week. You need to. Uh, I don't like. I just talked about Lashawn McCoy. Get rid of him. You're not playing him. Just get rid of him. Go pick up Mike Boone. You need to pick him up this week if you have Cook or Madison. So he's the guy to focus on. That's the big question now. Green Bay's defense, I think, has been very problematic. And, you know, I, I, last week, Mitchell Trubisky did throw the two interceptions, but I think this is a highly exploitable defense. They gave up big lines uh, in the secondary to both Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller. So, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, both of them are in your lineups. I think Kirk Cousins at home is a solid fantasy option this week. Unfortunately, with Thielen back, with the questions about the run game, the tight end position's kind of fallen by the wayside, so I don't think you can consider either of those guys. But the rest of them, keep an eye on the backfield. We can't answer it today. However, Thielen and Diggs, they're in your lineup. Uh, Kirk Cousins, he's in your lineup. I think this is a good spot for Minnesota at home. Joe, that was awesome. That was absolutely awesome. I'm ready for some DFS this week. Speaking of awesome, you know what that was? That was arguably a box of awesome, which is exactly what you should start this holiday season. You should start a new monthly routine. Upgrade your lifestyle with a box of awesome from Bespoke Post. Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month. You want to look to craft your own hard cider, Toast perfectly aged fall cocktails. Box of Awesome has you covered. Style and grooming goods, barware, cooking tools, outdoor gear. They have found really cool, really unique, really helpful stuff. And they give it to you. It's free to sign up. And you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside of it. And you guys can get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. It's pretty cool. I've gotten a bunch of these, and you don't know what's coming, or you can pick it out, and it's very cool. Like uh, I, I like the, the, like the Dob kit, the toiletry kit. I like the getaway bag. It's really very stylish. Just go to boxofawesome.com, enter the code FEAST at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code FEAST, for 20% off your first box. That's the key. Boxofawesome.com. Make sure you use the code FEAST. And if you forget, go to the Sponsors tab at RossTucker.com. That'll do it, by the way, for FEAST this week. Reminder, again, we're back next week. Week 17 DFS is how you separate the men from the boys. And then playoff DV, uh, DFS 
is always fun as well. Check out the Even Money podcast today. We are still on a roll and up big on that podcast for the year. For those of you that like to make wagers, we are doing exactly that. And, of course, Andrew Brandt, always terrific on the Ross Tucker football podcast. Other than that, I am totally stuffed now. Dessert was delicious. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.